Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome to a new episode of Friday Decoded from the Islamic Studio of Toronto. My name is Mamun Hassan and today's khatib uh, is Sheikh Muslih Khan. Sheikh Muslih is a, an imam and a uh, counselor at the Islamic Studio of Toronto. Sheikh Muslih, what was your khutbah about today? So m- my khutbah was about Muslims under pressure. Mm-hmm. Just how to deal with everything from like w- workplace pressure, school, etc., and the teachings from the Quran and Sunnah, how it helps you to cope with all of that and still be like firm on your deen and, and things like that. You were supposed to be the nicest man we knew in Mecca. How could you say this to us? And then he would talk about, you know, marriage and domestic disputes and so on. This is the way to handle it. Inheritance laws completely revamped and changed. Now, the man who was Sadiqul Amin, now they start calling him, oh, he's Majnoon. He's crazy. He's a Sahir. He's like a magician. Something's wrong with him. Why did you speak about this today? So, I mean, it's something I think about all the time, but it's just, it's so relevant to everyone. Like mm. Everybody has to cope with their own pressure of being Muslim to some compa- capacity. So yeah. I just felt like once in a while this could kind of uplift their spirits, make them still feel confident when everything around you is against you. Mm. It was just to kind of in- encourage them and, and inspire the audience, including myself. I just feel like we need that from time to time. Mm-hmm. I think you focus on your khutbah as well on a lot of stories of how, uh, uh, how many prophets before us before our Prophet ﷺ, for instance, have gone through so many difficulties and so many hardships. These examples that you've chosen, they draw like a, a really like a really nice parallel in the fact that every time things get difficult, these prophets and companions, what they do is that they actually hang on stronger to the world. The ayah that I would like to share with you is the introduction, introductory ayah. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, Alhamdulillahi ladhi أَنزَلَ عَلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ الْكِتَابَ وَلَمْ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ عِوَجَ قَيِّمًا Pause. This ayah is one of many that puts things into perspective. And young students in particular need to hear this. Because when you go to school, and it doesn't matter what grade you're in, it doesn't matter public school, high school, it doesn't matter. When you f- start feeling the pressure, you're trying to get just two minutes to go pray salah and then come back and not miss the most important question or subject or points being discussed in the lecture hall. You just need to do this because it's important. And there's this constant cycle of sacrifice. Give up, give up. Then you've got to make up and make up. When is there just cruise control for once? This ayah will give you that insha'Allah ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Alhamdulillah. We all know what Alhamdulillah means. You know what is remarkable about Alhamdulillah? Even when Adam alayhi salam, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put the spirit or the ruh in him, and he started to gain consciousness, the first thing he, he says without being taught anything is, Alhamdulillah. It's the first phrase ever uttered by a human being. And this is a beautiful reminder and encouragement for all of us. And it, it is in our fitrah. We naturally are inclined to praise and be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the idea of hanging on stronger is one aspect of it. But 
I wanted to also focus on what was the outcome, like how mm-hmm. others would perceive that at the end of the day, everything around you is moving one direction, but you're so dedicated to your morals and values and you just look like like a weirdo in society. You look yeah. like a stranger. Yeah. And it's interesting because the Prophet Sallam told us right? Yeah. So congratulations that you do stand out. You're gharib, you're strange. Yeah. So what I wanted everybody to know is that when you do feel like that as a result of just trying to hold on to your deen, it's not any different than how prophets and messengers had to cope with as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of course, for them, it was a little bit different. But at the end of the day, it's just that same experience. I wanted them to capture that you could still stay committed stay firm and look beyond feeling awkward and out of place in, in society. Mm-hmm. So this was your first khutbah. Yeah. Now I actually want to translate or transfer ourselves to the yeah. second khutbah. In the second khutbah, I think we've talked about this, you and I on yeah. a personal level many, many times. And this is the idea that it seems to us like there is a lot of uh, burden that's placed on the khatib or on the actual speaker itself to move the crowds, to move the people themselves. And today you've um, pretty much shattered that whole idea. Have you ever heard someone say or make a comment that the khatibs these days, they're boring? They're out of touch? They're not in sync with what's happening in the world today? And then some will also add to it Yeah, whenever he's speaking, I get the best sleep of my life. Whenever he's speaking, I just get on my Android and do what I have to do. So so the issue was about how we perceive khatibs. Today's Jum'ah. Thought it would be perfect to just do it then. Mm -hmm. And basically, my itch was not about criticizing the khatibs in the way that they speak and their public speaking skills and so on, and even their choice of topics. That's one thing. It was just the whole bias approach of like the khatibs are this and they're that and yeah. rarely any focus on the actual jama'ah. And what I wanted to really um, get to was that we as the congregation are also just as accountable as the khatib. No one's mm. telling you to fall asleep in the khutbah. Yeah. No one tells you to get, you know, occupy yourself with something else. Mm-hmm. So I want people to look at it in both lens, on both directions. And then the second thing that I wanted to achieve was that... Um, that the jama'ah should never really depend on the khatib to do everything for them at the end of the mm-hmm. day. And, and you know what this is like, right? Like The yeah. imam has to do everything, yeah. be everything, play every role. Mm-hmm. So sometimes clinging on that leader or that khatib or imam is just like you, you shouldn't cling on them for everything at the end of the day. So yeah. the moment he slips once or he has one bad khutbah or he chose a topic that was irrelevant... Everybody's I mean, on really gets a lot of pressure for that. And I just think that's just unfair. Mm. So I think even like when it comes to, it's not even the khutbah. It's actually everything else, just like you've mentioned. So there is this complete dependency of um, of the committee itself on someone else to do your religion for you. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So when yeah. it comes to Ramadan, for instance, um, we want a qari that's going to make me cry. Yeah. Right? Uh, when Why don't you go to the masjid for five salahs, for instance, the, the idea is, okay, the heat doesn't work in the masjid. Or there's always this other external excuse that makes us feel like our religion is just not completed, and that we cannot reach a certain mm-hmm. amount of, uh, I guess, piety yeah. without uh, some sort of external um, level. Yeah. So this talks about the responsibility, I guess, 
of you know taking on your own religion by yourself. Yeah. Just be be accountable for your own choices is mm-hmm. really what I was trying to say at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree. Like I said, that how um, there are khatibs out there. Mm. I wonder why they have a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some khatibs out there that when it comes to public speaking skills, like it's just next to zero. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you as a member of that congregation, don't forget your role. Yeah. That, okay, look over, try to overlook the boring tone and style. Try to overlook the topic. And even if it's like an old school topic way back in, you know, mm-hmm. the days, see and try to make that how is it relevant to you. Mm-hmm. How you can like at least take one ayah of inspiration, no matter how boring it was presented to you. It's mm-hmm. still an ayah or a story or hadith. Mm-hmm. Make it relevant to you some way. So I was, what I just want people to just remember is not forget yourself and your responsibility when you go for Jawar. Mm. So what should you do then to take the most out of the khutbah of Friday? I think it's really as easy as uh, revisiting your intentions when you go for Jumar, mm. because the curse of that is when you treat Jumar or anything else for that matter as a routine. Like I just gotta go and get it done. And then all these massive expectations come out. And when they're not fulfilled, it's like you you feel like you've wasted your time to erase all of that out. And remember that your intention at the end of the day was to obey a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The khatib is in the spot of the Prophet So there's an enormous amount of expectation and pressure on him. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's not an easy job. So just keep all of those things in mind. And I really, I'm, I'm a hardcore believer in that Anywhere you go with any speaker, doesn't matter what level of knowledge they have, if you listen to them with the intention of wanting to become better Mm. and uplifting yourself, it doesn't matter what they're saying and how they're saying it. And even if it's totally wrong, it'll still uplift you in the sense that that's how I shouldn't be or I shouldn't do those things. You know what I mean? Like you can always capture a reminder because at the end of the day, it's Allah's words or the Prophet Prophet right? Sheikh Musa, Jazakallah Khair, may Allah Azza wa bless you with a great khutbah today. Yeah, Jazakallah Khair.